It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. If you are just joining us, I'm Lindsay Ertz here with Dr. Susan Matson of the Utah Women in Leadership Project, and then Emily Bell McCormick is with the Policy Project. Dr. Matson does research all over the state of Utah, uh, sampling sample sizes of women here in in the state uh, in order to shed some light on sort of what Utah's women go through, what moms and families go through uh, here in the state. And Dr. Madsen is out with her latest uh, research around some of the sexist comments that women receive in Utah, specifically in the workplace, but also just in general. And Dr. Madsen, I did a story on this this week about how the vast majority of comments that women get that they label as sexism have to do with being stereotyped as women, yes. right? So so just some false narratives out there about how women think, feel, act, and respond, and a lot of these comments have to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I just want to you know, uh, gives a kudo out there to Robin Scrivener and uh, April Townsend, who really, uh, I was third author, they they really did the work of getting in and analyzing the, the data, each comment, I read many of the comments, but they went in to analyze each of those. So just to recap really quick, we, we talked about this last month. Um, we we just released the last two in this series. So basically, a year and a half ago, we put a study out and had people, women in the state of Utah, give us examples of sexist comments that they had heard. And so uh, about 850 women participated, many more than we thought would participate, and 1,750 individual, can you believe that, <laughs> sexist comments. Isn't that crazy? I anyway, actually reported on that number, and I... I I was like nearly two thousand women in Utah have received comments like this. Like that is well, a and lot. these are just the people that responded yes, to us. Yes, right. It's just a and so what size. we did, <laughs> yeah, what we did was take all those comments and had four main themes emerge from them. And so we've already reported and talked about the first couple of themes. So we released the last couple, and those were really stereotyping, which is our biggest one, and then also comments undervaluing women. And so with stereotypes, um, there were 1,221 comments about the stereotyped from gen just general stereotypes to there were 350 about Women should prioritize homemaker roles. Some women's internalized sexism, the, some motherhood penalty and, and double standard and different things. But I thought I would share just a few to get us going um, under some general gender stereotypes. Okay, here you go. He said that women are too irrational and emotional to be good legislators and make the difficult decisions that need to be made. Here's another <laughs> one. He said... Women shouldn't be lifeguards because their emotions would inhibit their ability to perform a rescue. Um, and one more. He said, 
women need to be taught to think critically enough to be engineers because it's against their nature. Oh, wait, I'm going to do one more before we start talking <laughs> about this. Because this one gagging across the screen. I'm dying. Right I'm sorry, Susan. I can't. I'm just in the <laughs> and, and these, are, these are really common. Yeah, but things. my question, though, is like, what men are out there literally saying these things to women? Like, I just like I've been trying to think of of overt sexist comments that I've had said to me and I can't really think of any because they happen yeah, they happen but, but so I so one of I want to give you one more because this one we heard so many comments and this one was when women go to like car mechanics or tire shops or those kinds of things here's the comment a man at the tire shop told me that my tire wasn't leaking when I took it in to be fixed and then I brought it back the next day because it was flat. He said, are you sure you don't want to call your dad or your boyfriend so I can explain it to them? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I, I actually did have kind of an example of that the other day. I had to take the snowblower into Home Depot to get oh. fixed. And the guy there, well, he was literally asking if I had someone to help me lift it out. Because oh, let's okay. be honest, a snowblower is really heavy. So that wasn't yes. really a sexist comment, but he was making sure I had someone to help me lift it. And and he did ask me if I could help lift. And I was like, yes, I lift weights every single day, actually. So I can help <laughs> you lift this. But yeah, I, I feel like comments I might get personally, I have never had these overt ways, but I definitely feel like the sexism shows up in more subtle ways. Um, where people maybe just assume things about me because I'm a woman and they might assume that I want to stay home with my children or they don't ask me about certain things because I, they think I think this way. And that's where I see it show up a little bit more. Emily, do you have, you must have examples. <laughs> oh, I have so many examples, but I also have so many thoughts and I'd love to share everything. Yes. Um, I just, you know, just hearing those and, and knowing that we're in, you know, the 21st century and we're still hearing this, it seems like unbelievable, but at the same time, our culture and our history have been, it is literally, we're trying to overcome thousands of years of thinking like in very distinct patterns about gender, you know? And, and I think one thing that I've tried to do when I'm dealing with men and women who believe certain things about gender that maybe aren't accurate. Like I was thinking about the comment about emotion where you said, I think it was something about, you know, you can't be a legislator because you're too emotional or something. One thought that I've had, because I've, I've heard similar things even from women who feel that way, or maybe who have never seen a woman in a position of power or be the executive or something like that, say something about emotion. That is actually something I hear not, not common, but it's something that I hear. And I think one way to kind of flip that on its head is say, you know, don't, wouldn't it be interesting to see if we had had a little more emotion when dealing with history, Mm -hmm. would wars have turned out a little differently? Mm -hmm. Would we have been less combative and more, um, you know, a little bit more thoughtful about the relationships? And is there a way that around this, that maybe I wouldn't need to use guns and and fighting, right? right. And death. Right. I think that, um, if we can kind of take the, the, those traits, because some of the traits that are being pointed out in those comments are actually, they might be more accurate as a stereotype, right? It is more accurate potentially as a stereotype that women are experience more emotion. 
Well, that also benefits us in a lot of ways, right? And maybe if we had the chance to be in executive positions or in positions where we're making decisions, that would also benefit everyone in a good way, right? That we have a little more emotion that we're noticing how other people might be feeling right now. Um, I I just think that that's just a way that is not commonly used to just flip those kinds of comments on their head and say, yeah, I'd be like so interested to see what life would look like, what the world would look like if we maybe had more more emotion and thought about other people at the top. And that's so interesting to me. I got to tell you, peeling back the curtain a little bit, our newsroom on KSL News Radio is almost entirely women behind the scenes. We have several male anchors, but behind the scenes, our executive producer, our associate producer, several of our reporters, uh, our our newsroom director, our assistant newsroom director, all women. And I cannot even tell you the collaboration and the productivity that happens in our newsroom. And I'm not, this is not me saying that adding a man to our newsroom would blow all this up in any sort of way. But what I am saying is, we we are able to get things done and, and relate to each other in a way that produces a really good product at the end of the day, right? And and I think because we relate to each other on this level of um, feeling heard and seen and not trampled over and, you know, feel like equals in ways, I think it just brings a really good work culture. And it's so fascinating to me. I've never worked in a in a in a environment where it's been just largely female but that's so interesting now i'm going to take what you just said though and move us to women's internalized sexism Mm. because women can be so and i am all i am just like you Lindsay. i work with women who just get it who work with each other who but it's interesting how many women do not so here are some comments um of women saying to other women, Mm. and I've experienced some of these. Sure. A friend said, I would never allow a stranger to raise my kids and send them to daycare. Right. You are choosing to abandon your kids every time you go to work. Here's another one. I mentioned I was leaving to go to Haiti to do some humanitarian work. She said, I'd love to go to another country like you, but I love my children too much (laughs) to leave them. And then I have one more. Every week at church, I hear versions of this comment. You need to lose weight so you can get married. Of course, I am saying this with love. You have have done so many impressive things, but you might not have to work so hard in these ways if you lose weight and wear more makeup. Uh, So, so I'm just saying, you, you know, we have good experiences with, with this or good examples with this. But women, you know, a couple of years ago, there was a study that looked at the most sexist states in, in the nation. You remember, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. And Utah was, we weren't the worst, but we were second to the worst. And in women's internal sexism played a role. And this was, these are examples of this, uh, exactly how that plays out. So we, if we're in a situation, we judge other people. So I hated to turn that on you, Lindsay, because no. you were talking about such positive but women can undercut each other yeah. in ways that can really, and I've had people do that to me. So I can't publish like early in my career, I can't publish as much as you because I have kids at home and I love them. Mm. And, and so that little dig, mm. and, and of course they knew I had kids at home and, <laughs> and, but that was a dig, right? Yeah. A very clear dig. 
Yeah, it, it hurts when they say that, those types of things. And I just think women are so much better. Like, we've gotten this narrative in society that women have to be against each other. We've sort of gotten this notion that we're, like, girls can't be friends, right? Women can't be friends. Like, we can't support each other. And, you know, listening to uh, our lieutenant governor yesterday talk about how, Lifting, lifting each other up collaboratively, women together are so much stronger, so much better. And I just hope we're flipping that notion on its head that, um, you know, it's just, you know, every woman for themselves kind of thing. And, and we have to pit, pit ourselves against each other. Dr. Susan Madsen with the Utah Women in Leadership Project and Emily Bell McCormick is with the Policy Project. We'll take a break. More with these two when we come back on The Mom Show. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us today. We're talking with Dr. Susan Madsen of the Utah Women and Leadership Project and Emily Bell McCormick with the Policy Project. Uh, Dr. Madsen just came out with some of her latest research that talks about uh, sexist comments that women receive in the state of Utah. She has thousands of women who submitted comments that they've gotten that is frankly, overtly (laughs) sexist and things that people say to them. Dr. Madsen's research has been able to kind of categorize these into different groups. And we're talking about her latest category, which is many of these comments fall under stereotypes. And then also that uh, women in internalize there's internalized sexism meaning we do this to ourselves right we kind of believe some of these things dr madsen talk to me about what your research showed so we we really you know we were talking in the last segment about women often um showing sexism to other women you know if they get outside their role i hear a lot from women who run for public office for instance they get the questions about but what you would would you do with your kids like it's your job to do this and then we judge each other differently based on that um I, I wanted to shift us though to our second brief that we just released last week and that was under valuing women. Um, and, and it's, it's so interesting. You, you two are going to cringe at some of these comments. Uh, one of them is while my female colleagues and I were on our way to a women's networking meeting, a manager called after us and asked if he, we'd just be really be baking cookies and discussing makeup tips so we can get just an hour away from their desk. Um, (laughs) one, one that turned my stomach because it was, it was about a college a college uh, professor or or faculty member, I had an assignment to research a career that interested me. When I asked the teacher to approve my topic, he looked at it and said, no woman will ever be president. Pick a different topic. And then he handed my paper back. Um, and, And so there's just various kinds. And then there's condescending. My boss makes comments such as, I can't believe your husband lets you have such a man demanding job. What does your husband think of this? And you would be shocked at how many comments we got uh, in terms of people. Here's just one. He patted me on the head and called me adorable. <laughs> you pretty little thing. Mm-hmm. You, you know, all of those more condescending things that you would do for a kid. Yeah. A young, uh, young person. Um, 
And, you know, one manager said, don't you worry your pretty little head. I've got this. Um, so those are a few more examples of that. And, and people just saying good girl and, and those kinds of things, which are really de- demeaning ways. Um, so those are a few other ones. Um, and I think the last piece, I'll just put it, that out there and then I know we can discuss. I wanted to read just a couple on the affirmative action assumption. And here it is. A man said, you are in the meeting because we needed a female in the room. A man told, I managed, told me, you're not a real executive. You're just checking the box. Mm. And then finally, a male manager said, you were hired because we had to add a female, but you broke up our bromance. So um, that just makes me sad. Some of these just make me sad, yeah. right? Yeah. And I've heard some of these, but... I, I don't hear them as much as, uh, as some people are in situations where they say they so many said it's everyday sexism. Yeah. So that term everyday sexism. Mm, that's so interesting. Uh, let me bring in Emily Bell McCormick with the Policy Project, who's had this happen to her several times. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, yesterday, uh, Dr. Matson mentioned that the solution to some of these uh, oftentimes women don't speak up in the moment because they're so taken off guard by some of these comments and they don't say, you know, they don't know how to respond and they don't realize it until after the fact that maybe that was not the most appropriate comment. Do you have any thoughts on how you respond in these situations? What women should do when they hear these comments? Yeah, no, I think that that's a really, I mean, that's pretty accurate, even for myself. In the moment, I am usually like spinning and trying to process, did that, did I, hold on, let me like look at the context of this. Did that come out the way they meant it to? Did I perceive it differently. Like you kind of do that moment of doubt. Like there's no way that actually happened. Yeah. And, so well, and you don't want to be like, just assume it's sexism, right? Cause right. you don't want to like always make things an issue, right? Maybe that's me being socialized right. again, but <laughs> you don't want to yeah. make things an issue. Yeah. And, and there is that there's often that response that if you are a person who can think really fast and in that moment, you know it, and you're able to say something that you're going to get some backlash, like, whoa, 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 I didn't mean it, you know, yeah. something like that. But I think that one, one thing to remember is that if you leave a situation, even if you weren't able to say something in the moment, it's always okay to go back and address it. It is awkward. You're going to get butterflies. You're going to feel nervous, you know, but that is normal. But to say to that person, Hey, I would appreciate if you didn't say that again, or, you know, that made me feel uncomfortable when you say that, said that. So I I think that it's, those struggles are real. I have a friend who's an executive at a large, very large company here in Utah, and she happens to be one of the only executives, you know, on their um, um, female executives. And I think that this happens to her all the time. You know, they'll say things like, well, we're going to send you to this conference because, you know, we need a woman. And and that there may be some truth to that. They probably do need a woman, but if they're saying that to her every time, they probably need more than one woman, right, you know, right. like they need to reach out a little bit broader than that. Um, but I think that those are the things that we just, our generation, it's not that we need to tolerate it, but, but we need to go in knowing that we're going to face some of that. It just, that is absolutely accurate for the year 2022 as a female, you're going to go in, you're going to hear some of these things when you get into certain positions or places in the world. And so don't, don't be surprised, be prepared, you know, Um, and, and just maybe keep a couple little things in your head that you can say in those, because 
it's up to all of us to kind of blaze that path for the next generation so they're not dealing with these And Emily, I, I really like what you have said. And, and I think a piece of that really is one of the one of the things that we saw in the research is that more and more it's more important for us when we react sometimes or we respond to do it in the frame of education and awareness. So when we pull someone aside and said, you, you said this about to me in the meeting, I want you to know that I'm assuming, you know, you're a good person, you have a good heart, um, but I, you need to understand how that impacted me because I know you wouldn't want to make other people feel that way. Um, and so that assumption that they're coming from a good, this, of course, not everybody's coming from a good place that does this, but the education, the more that we can teach and educate, the better. And I'm not just talking about men, but women themselves, when they say things like, oh, I would never send my kid, you know, cause you're abandoning your children. Right. Um, I I think calling them out uh, and saying, you know, when you say this, this is what I perceive you mean. Yeah. And so you, even if they said, oh, I didn't mean that, you know, I would push someone to say, well, think about it because you probably did. Yeah. You know? Well, that's such a but good this- point and such a, such a, a kind way to come in and educate as opposed to come in and being like, you're a sexist. That's going to instantly put someone else on the defensive. Right. So to be able to, I, I still think sometimes People do deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a better woman than I am because I'd probably just come in all kind and soft and try to diffuse the situation. Dr. Susan Matson with the Utah Women and Leadership Project and Emily Bell McCormick with the Policy Project. I always appreciate our discussions every month. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining me. And we'll be back next week on The Mom Show.